0: We're preparing ourselves to, in a very short while, come, uh, come into the presence of the Lord's table, which always is a enjoyable time for us. And in contemplating this time this week, um, there's a, the passage in Mark that I, that I would like us to take just a little bit of time with, uh, from Mark chapter one and, um, this week, for whatever reason, it struck me in a particular way. It's the first time I've read it in this way, and it's not like I've gotten some incredibly new insight into it. But in the course of these past, this oh, since the beginning of the month, um, here's the tube of the stuff that is actually creating what you see on my face. And early on in the month, it was over the center of my face, it's my right side, and in another week, you'll see my left side starting to light up as the right side calms down. I say that because um, reading this now, I had a little bit of a different perspective, one that I'd not had before. Now a leper came to him, and nothing will come up on the screen. This is fine, just listen. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone. But go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. And Leviticus 14 describes what he would have needed to do. We, we won't look into that. Just know there were things they were prescribed to do and offerings to bring if, when cleansed from their leprosy. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city but was outside in deserted places and they came to him from every direction. And while having my face lit up with this, this uh, skin cancer cream, that's why I read this a little differently than I have in the past. Because I haven't gone anywhere pretty much throughout the month of January, I haven't gone anywhere, that I'm not very much aware that anyone who gets in close proximity to me can see something isn't right here. And that leaves you, no matter where you go, that leaves you with a certain sense of um, just awareness that although people may not say, some people politely ask, what's up? Some people know immediately because they've been through it. And so they know, oh, I know what's going on. Uh, and some people who don't know you well enough just obviously are aware, well, there's something there. But you have no interactions without being aware that people looking at you see something that's not real pleasant to have and to present to them, and so with that little bit, I know it will go away. I know it will clear up. But the leper, and he is completely in this place where people look at him, and and people don't, you know, tell me to get away from them. They don't walk on the other side of the street because of this. They just go, "Well, what's up with you?" Well, this guy had something that was so public and so, uh, so um, real. And the law prescribed that he had to stay separated from other people. And so what hit me as I read this passage, just contemplating it, the leper came to him and and the translators gave us this word, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And you get this, you get this picture of this, of this guy who comes and he's so aware of his need and he is so at his rope's end that, that it's just—it's like it's this last thing it feels like to read it. It's like, you've got to help me here because I have nowhere else to go. You've got to help me. And so he's on his knees and he's imploring the Lord Jesus Christ. And what I began to think about with this was why why are we so quick and so intent upon having our physical needs met? We're so much slower about our internal circumstances. And as I've been contemplating that this week and, and being aware that I've got this own physical presentation that I make to everybody right now, Here's a couple of things that hit me about our physical need. Number one, our physical needs are obvious. I mean, he knew he had leprosy. There are spots on his skin that need to get cleared up, and the priests have to go and attest that indeed they have been cleared up before he can give his offering. But you can see it's very obvious when we have a physical need. Everyone can see it. That's number one. Number two, they're incapacitating they prevent you from being able to do the things that you would like to do. I'm noticing among my peers that we are all having conversations. And the conversations all deal with the fact that we notice we're getting older. We notice the limitations that are coming uh, upon us as physically our bodies simply age. And so there is this, this incapacitating effect. of uh, of what's happening to us physically. And then with that, there's very much an isolating effect that begins to happen. Think about it this way. I recall uh, when she was living, Olga Hansen. There was a number of years that Olga Hansen lived and never attended with us. She had been very faithful in her attendance. She quit attending. When I would go and visit her, she said, I just hurt in the morning. With her fibromyalgia and stuff, I just hurt. Mornings are not good for me. And so she couldn't get out. So what did she do? She stayed in her home on a Sunday morning. She was isolated. Others, as they have gotten older, they can't see anymore. Because they can't see, they can't interact the way they once did. Or they can't hear any, anymore. They can't pick up the sounds. Uh, and once they're beyond the capacity of hearing age to help them, why come into fellowship? Because I can't participate in it anyway. So what do they do? Stay home. And now they're Isolated. And you can look at way after way after way, place after place, where as their physical needs are, they go, man, i sure wish this would change because they're obvious, they're incapacitating, and in, the, in time they become isolating. So we bring them before the Lord, and we pray for them, and we ask people to pray for us. And When people ask, how are we doing, we generally are going to respond at that, le- that physical level, aren't we? Because that seems like if that's doing good, then we're all in all doing pretty good for the most part. But there are internal issues also. I I, I find it intriguing as, as we as I've been contemplating this. One of the questions that that came to my mind is, do you know anywhere in the do you know anywhere where somebody came to Jesus, and we have the account of them requesting an internal change? we got people come they want to be cleansed of leprosy they want to be able to hear and speak again they want to be cleansed or healed from their blindness they want to be able to have the demons cast out of them there's place after place after place we will see as time goes on we'll see Jesus in fact mark at the beginning of his gospel he's laying out all these things where Jesus brings these physical healings but what about that thing that internally somebody really needs to be made whole and yet, in, in the next, in the next miracle that he does, and you're familiar with it, we're not going to read it, but remember where the, the paralytic, he's being let down into the household, it's so, it's so packed with people there to see Jesus, that his friends take him to the up, upstairs, to the outside, they pull off some of the tiles, and the way the buildings were structured then, this all makes sense, we won't go into that, they, they pull off the tiles, and stuff is breaking down into the crowd, they lower him down, and what does he say? Your sins are forgiven. It's like they didn't bring him in for his sins to get forgiven. They brought him in in order for him to be able to walk again. People were even offended. At that, But it wasn't the internal issue that was motivating them. It was the physical thing that this guy can't walk. And that's what we are so, uh, we, we so readily bring that before the Lord and Lord, you know, heal me from this. Well, why are we not quite so quick with our internal things? And they're there. They're there in every one of us. Scripture says so. Okay? Here's a couple of thoughts. Number one, they're not obvious. People can't see them. People don't know that internal struggle that each of us came in with. Unless we've confessed it to a brother or sister, they don't know what it is we wrestle with. The other thing is they may not be obvious, quite honestly, because we're not even aware of them yet. We're not even aware of how we are behaving in light of perhaps a wounding that we received in our younger years. We're not even aware yet that there's something in our temperament that is alienating people from us. We don't even know it. Okay, so that's number one. It's not as obvious either to others or to ourselves. Secondly, is they are not necessarily, from our perspective, they're not necessarily incapacitating. They are Capacitating. The stuff that God needed to work with me and and when my life fell apart and I hit my dark hours and it took me it took me six years to work through what was going on. The stuff that God had to had to help me address were things that I were clinging to for survival. I was clinging to these things, thinking this is how I must live in order to get through life. And God eventually showed me, it's like, you need to give those up. And the things that were that were helping me survive as a young child didn't work anymore as an adult. And what was capacitating to me then, as I thought, had become incapacitating as an adult. And it was driving me in a way that was unhealthy and not good. And And, and so... There's this part of things that sometimes we see them as capacitating. This is survival. I cannot give this up. The woman who walked into my office one time, the very first thing she said was to me was, um, you just need to know that I'm the type of woman who has to have a man in my life. Well, that's going to define everything in terms of what she's going to do. She listened to nothing that I would say, nothing about how Christ can come in and bring healing from that. She wouldn't begin to deal with whatever it was was lacking in her life, that there just had to be a man in her life. And so to her, that was survival mode. And so we're not as quick to give these things up. And sometimes these internal things are are our means of connecting with other people. Sometimes it is the way in which we connect. I may have some unhealthy, people-pleasing things about me, but it's what makes people like me. So I'm killing myself internally, but people like me because I'm willing to keep killing myself internally. Rather letting some things go rather than not making everybody happy, rather than not trying to please everyone. And so on the internal side, where God might want to get hold of us and say, look, it isn't, you know, you're on a path to heaven, and that's good, but I want to make you whole. I want to make you complete. I want to make you healthy. That we don't always want to deal with that kind of stuff. I find it intriguing that when the leper came to him, falls at his feet, kneeling before him, imploring him, he says, If you are willing, you can make me clean. There was no question in the leper's mind about Jesus' power, was there? None whatsoever. He knew Jesus had the capacity in order to cleanse him. What he didn't know in coming, falling before him, whether or not he was willing. If you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus, as Mark says, moved with compassion, reached out his hand and touched him. How long had it been since this man had been touched? Touched how long had it been since the human the warmth of human kindness expressed in a touch had connected with that man because everybody knew <laughs> you don't touch a leper and so jesus reaches past that barrier and the leprosy leaves him immediately now that the, the the point of that is to demonstrate for us who jesus christ is and the power that was resident in him as the one who is totally god totally man able to heal our diseases able to bring that healing cuz typically from an old testament perspective what happens when something unclean touches the clean does that make the does that make the unclean clean cuz it touch no it doesn't it makes the clean unclean but in this case jesus he did the cleansing he did the changing he did the transferring So he looks at him with compassion and he says, I'm willing. What would it be like this morning as we come to the Lord's table if we said, you know, Lord, it could just be I have an internal leprosy. I've got something inside of me that it's really not very good. And Lord, if you're willing, you can cleanse me of this you know, we, we, we sang a song earlier, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Thank you, Josh, in introducing that song to us. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. What if we came to Jesus and said, Lord, i got some leprous chains here internally. i got stuff inside, whether it's bitterness, whether it's anger, it's hatred, it's a people-pleasing spirit a woundedness that we have not been able to get our arms around. And and I'm not going to try and identify what it is. I know every one of us has things internally that still God is working on because we haven't quite arrived, arrived into total Christ-likeness yet why do we resist that what what would what would prevent us from going from saying all right lord you've been trying to reach out to me in this particular area about my relationship with my spouse my relationship with my children my relationship with my parents coworkers neighbors wherever it is and i have just been i've just been resisting that uh what if we what if we just fell down at our knees and said lord I need need some healing. I need some cleansing. If you're willing, you can cleanse me from this. I mean, there may be people sitting right in this room today, and you're just angry at this church. You're just bitter at the church. These people. That could be the case. I don't know. I've been there. That's why I know that can be the case. I've sat in church and angry at the entire congregation. People I didn't even know I was angry at because the issue was in me. See, but God cleansed me of that. Well, why would we resist that? Let me bring this back if I could. Here's my little skin cancer cream. In another week, I start working on the other side of my face. And while this calms down, this is going to brighten up again. Here's what this cream does. Number one, it reveals where I've got precancerous skin issues. It's going to show them up on this side. To be honest with you... I had used it on the top of my head and my temples before. Forgive me for being so personal. I had not gone to, used it on my face yet. I was actually disappointed how much has shown up. How much has shown up across my nose a couple of weeks ago, now on this side of my face? I know when I come to the other side, it's going to be every bit as bright red. It may be worse because that's the side that the window's on when you drive. So it might actually be worse than what I've seen. So number one in order for this to have its beneficial effect first of all it reveals where the real problem is it's revealing isn't it i did not know till using this cream that this the problem was this advanced and this serious the other thing in addressing our issues is it's embarrassing i don't like walking around looking like this it's embarrassing to come to the reality that uh, I'm not holding this thing together as well as I should. I'm not walking this life as perfectly as I should. I'm not all together as I Sunday mornings help people or try and encourage people to see that I really have this all together, and I'm not. And so that it's embarrassing to, to, to have to come to grips with ourselves, it says, you know what? i got some brokenness on the inside of me. i need, I, got a, I got some internal leprosy that I really need Jesus to heal here. And, and, and our spirit wants to say, no, no. And uh, there's stuff inside of me. It says, I don't want to move the cream to the other side of my face. I don't want it to be revealing how bad it is. I don't want the embarrassment of being out in public with it. on. And plus, it's simply uncomfortable. When this stuff starts to get to its peak of its effectiveness, it, it burns, it chafes, it is not pleasant. And I don't want to go through the discomfort of the healing needed from this cream and from what it does. And we may say, Lord, I don't want the discomfort. I don't want it revealed. I don't want to be embarrassed by it. I don't want to be uncomfortable with it. And that's where I come back to this. I could ignore this sign. But you all know that'd be foolish. We can see how bad it is on this side, Gary. You need to go ahead and do the other side. You'd have to do that. Would that we would say that to our own selves about what's going on with us internally. I've got an internal leprosy. Lord, if you're willing, you can heal it. What I would like us to consider Is how Mark describes again Jesus' response. What do we think Jesus is going to do? If we come to him and we can, we say, Lord, I need your healing. There's something going on here internally. It's not good. I need you to reach into this leprosy and heal me. What do we think he's going to, is he going to blast away at us? Is he going to mock us? Is he going to humiliate us? Is he going to, is he going to tell us how stupid we are? And we've, you know, we've been in this place all the years. Or, Notice how Mark describes it. Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, touched him. He said, I'm willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him. I just truly believe that's what God wants to do in our lives when we call out to him. That he is going to, with compassion, reach out and touch this area. That no one else has been near you. May, we've maybe never revealed to anybody else. We've never let anyone else in on. And he wants to come in and he wants to touch that with compassion and say, I am willing, be healed. I want you to become whole like Jesus Christ. I don't want this internal leprosy to affect you anymore. And compassionately, he will bring that internal healing. Now, friends, I say that because I got to tell you, in my, I, we speak from our own experience. We do. I have had nothing but compassion and grace from my heavenly Father in bringing healing internally. I know no other words with which to, well, maybe mercy and kindness, but with which to describe how he has reached into my life and brought wholeness. I don't think he's going to begin clobbering us and telling us how stupid and rejecting us, I think he's going to reach out to us with compassion. We've got to be willing to come to that place where we say, Lord, I really do have some internal leprosies I need some healings. So what I'd like to suggest, as we come to the Lord's table now, let's let's be clear as far as, as what this is about. this is, this is a, a, a symbol of Christ's death on our behalf. and the scripture speaks clearly, I think. That this is for this is for those within the family of God, who understand that Jesus Christ died for them, He died on Calvary's cross in their place, and that a that a a uh, trans uh, uh, transaction takes place, if you will, that when we come to Christ by faith, God places. He sees us, he sees our sin as being, as being on the cross of Christ and he takes Christ's righteousness and he sees us as, he, as we are identified with Christ, he sees us as with Christ's righteousness, he sees the penalty of sin paid for. That's what we are symbolizing. And as each of us partake this, we're saying, this is real to me. I have, I have entered into that transaction and I have received Jesus Christ and I have believed upon him as my own savior. If you are not there, may I ask, please, let the elements pass. You don't need to impress anybody around you because we're all doing our personal work with God at this point. But I would ask, why not? Wrestle with that question. Why am I still resisting? Is it that some of these internal things? (laughs) Is it I'm not so sure I have the need? (laughs) Uh, I'm in survival mode. I don't want to give this up. Okay, I, who knows what changes God will bring. Uh, I, I, I like my life the way it is, and I have all my, th- I've ordered everything. It's taken me my entire life to order it so I can have all my connections in a proper place. And if Jesus comes in, he may, he may cause a few disconnections in there. Whatever it is, if you've not come to this place as the elements pass, please wrestle with that. Ask God to reveal to you. And today would be a magnificent day to call out to him and say, Lord Jesus, I'm done. I'm done remaining an internal leper, leopard, leopard, and I want to now be healed. Come into my life. Be my Savior. For those of us who know him and will be partaking of the elements, may I suggest, while they're being passed, just consider the things that are here. Where is it that God wants to touch our lives? Where is it that he says, Yo, I want to go a little deeper now. I want to go a little, deeper. trust me to reveal something more. My hand will be compassionate and my touch will be healing. But allow me to do something there. Where is that place? Well, this is time for us to do work with God. May he indeed bless each of us as we commune with him.